This is Transistor.fm. <clears throat> are we live? We are. We're, we're, I, I hit the magic button. All right. So hopefully it works. Hey everyone, welcome to Build Your SaaS. This is the behind the scenes story of building a web app in 2021. I'm John Buda, a software engineer. And I'm Justin Jackson. I do product and marketing. Follow along as we build Transistor.fm. So John. Yes, Justin. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a while. Yeah, it has. Since you and I have talked one-on-one on the phone. Yeah, we haven't really... I feel like I haven't talked to you in a while. Yeah. I actually had... I had that thing that happens, this happens in my relationship with, with my wife as well, where I get a, a spidey sense of like, oh, wait a second, I have not really connected with, in her case, her, or your case, you, in a while. And I, I get that, that feeling of like, we better do something about that. So yeah. that was part of the reason I... I said we should talk. Yeah, on no, that. I've, I've been <laughs> feeling like that too. Like you've been working on some other stuff and I don't know how much of your day that takes up, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it feels like we haven't talked in a while. Yeah. 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 Well, let's, let's, uh, let's connect and let's, let's uh, touch base here. Let's, let's hash some stuff out. Yeah. How are you feeling? What's uh, it? We've had, I think the last time we, we recorded, Jason had just been hired. Yep. Or how long has it been now? A couple months. He started at the beginning of August. He started at the beginning of August. Yeah, August 3rd. So it's been two months. Yeah, and so how's that been for you uh, in terms of having someone else on the team? Good. I mean, I yeah, I've I've been enjoying it a lot. And I feel like I've been, yeah, talking more to him than you because we've been working together. Yeah. Which has been fun. I think he's having fun still, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been great to have, I don't know, someone else on the team to, I don't know, just work with day to day, throughout yeah. the day, and then, you know, have someone tear my code apart and improve it. And I think there's there are times where he's excited about some different stuff than I am, which works out well. Yeah. Uh, but it, yeah, it's been good to have, you know, code review and I think we've gotten some some stuff done a lot quicker than we would have or things that we w- just wouldn't have done at all. Yeah, it's been nice to have, because you would often uh, tag me as a reviewer in a pull request, but all I could really do is look at it, look at the screenshots, yeah. and I couldn't, I couldn't really make comments about your code. And it's been really, really encouraging to see you know, you, you have a pull request and then all of a sudden there's, uh, here's a few comments about code. Yeah. And there's a lot of pull requests that you probably don't even see. Tom, probably mm-hmm. most of them at this point, we don't tag you in because it's just something we're working on, um, that you know we're working on, but isn't quite the finished product. So it is interesting. I think there's always this tension between like, again, like how many people do you want to bring on and, what can you get done? And but one of the things I think we definitely noticed 
with both bringing Jason on and Helen is just having more people thinking about stuff, pushing back on stuff, somebody else who's contributing brain cycles to what we're doing. Mm -hmm. It, it does help, you know, it's like, like when I wake up in the shower or I uh, wake up in the shower, <laughs> when I wake yeah, up in the shower. That's, that's a problem if you wake up in the shower. <laughs> I got some weird ass sleep habits. Uh, I've been trying some crazy drugs, dude. Yeah. <laughs> some days I just wake up in the shower. I go, what am I doing here? Yeah, this isn't even again. my house. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Whose shower is this? Um, when I wake up in the middle of the night or I'm in the shower, you know, most of the time I'm thinking about something related to transistor or, I mean, there's also other things too, like climate change and all that stuff, but right. that just those, those cycles of having someone contribute some of their brain energy to what should we do about this? Uh, also, I think pushing back, a company kind of develops its own, uh, myopia yeah and having other people that are like well what about this and you and i could be saying well come on we never we all know that that's not the way things work uh but somebody who's new can go well i don't know about that we might need yeah. to check that assumption yeah i think it's also been good to sort of inject some new energy into it um, yeah i mean things have been going well and it you know before we brought jason on it was it was still going well and things are kind of humming along nicely and we could have left it at that. And mm -hmm. I don't know if becoming complacent is the right word, but like uh, being a little bit lazier with how we build things and run things. And it's, I think it's been nice to have some, some new energy yeah, into the team yeah. and, and getting excited about features. And Oh yeah. I mean, even like so much for me is when I'm recording a video about something new that's come out and being able to like record a video on dynamic audio insertion, which is this dream we had years ago and we discussed and it was like how, I just remember always feeling like this is just too big of a too big of a slice of cake for us to eat. You know, it's just like, it's too much. We yeah. couldn't figure out how to do it. And just adding one more person, it just feels like, oh, wow, this is actually happening. And I just get so pumped up. Like, it's motivating for me. I think there's two things that motivate me. One is just customers and their stories. Um, you know, having them use the product and then talk about it and enjoy it and share their stories. That gets me pumped up. And two, seeing ideas come to fruition and just seeing like dynamic audio insertion. Uh, we've also got a, an integration with Descript that's happening. Mm -hmm. There's, yeah, there's just some really neat stuff that is motivating. That's very apparent, I think, when we sort of... <laughs> post an update and say this thing's deployed. It's like Justin goes immediately into marketing mode. Marketing <laughs> mode, Justin. He's like recording videos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah pumped up. Because, I mean, it is, 
a lot of marketing is having something to talk about. Now, there's still the other kind of slow grind stuff that I'm just always doing, like optimizing SEO and like, you know, uh, I've, I've been writing these customer case studies, which mm-hmm. are exciting, but um, it's more of, those are just more like, you show up every day and you push the rock a little bit further up the hill. But yeah, there's it's nice having those things that get kind of pump you yeah. up and like it's like, okay, I want to like I gotta talk about this. I gotta yeah. share this, you know. <laughs> that stuff is that stuff is really fun. That's when I just retreat back into the shadows and, <laughs> and go, oh I don't know if this is ready yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that momentum's been great. Uh, I actually asked some people to uh, to give us some questions um, on Twitter and then also in in uh, the MegaMaker Slack. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's answer a few of these here. Right. So Tyler Tringus asks, "How are you thinking about equity profit sharing now that you're building yeah. a team?" Uh, uh, we are thinking about it. We yeah. We know we want to do it. Equity, right? Some yes. sort of some sort of uh, options or whatever you call it. We just have to yeah. figure it out. It's. I mean, it's a. I feel like a big undertaking for a small team, but it's something we want to do. Yeah. And I and I don't. I don't know if we're going to build the team much bigger, but yeah, we still want to. We still want to offer something. Yeah, we want to everyone. figure that out. Yeah, and it's probably better to do it now um, and just bite the bullet. Is that is that a that's a saying? Yeah, bite the bullet. Bite the bullet. When you actually say that, that's a very uh, unpleasant thing to say. To accept the inevitable impending hardship and endure the resulting pain with fortitude. Um, to decide to do something difficult or unpleasant that one has been putting off or hesitating over. Not unlike having a bullet explode in your mouth. Yeah, but <laughs> where did it came? It's a 1975 Western film. Oh, wow. Anyway, uh, it's probably better to do it now at this still relatively nascent stage. Yeah. And I think the way everyone ends up doing it is going through Carta and offering options. Mm-hmm. When we were bringing on Helen and Jason, we were talking about this and we were asking other founders what they do. And we're like, well, can we just give people stock? Like that just seems the easiest, but there's like massive tax implications around that. Yeah. We have to, I think we have to value the company. And at that point, the stock is valued at something and then they pay tax on something that they don't actually have, which is weird to me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And as a Canadian, it could even have impact on me too, because right now the stock is you know, it's what worth what I paid for it. But the, but once it becomes an actual, uh, valued asset, then yeah, I think I might have to pay capital gains on it. I don't know how it works. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Either. It's, it's bizarre, but I think probably by the beginning of 2022, we'll have something in place. I think that's the goal. Yeah. 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 It's, it's just going to mean you and I talking to people at Carta, talking to a lawyer. Yeah. Uh, figuring it out. And once it's in place, I'm sure it's, it's easy, you know, it's just however, however we want to do it. And if we do bring in, end up bringing on one or two more people, it'll be in place. Yep. This is one thing that definitely comes up 
once you have other people is that when it was just the two of us, we could kind of like anything that was unpleasant. It was just like, well, you know, we could, we could put off the stuff that was unpleasant that we didn't have to deal with. And anything that wasn't pleasant that we had to deal with, like bookkeeping or whatever, we just had to do it, whatever. But when you have other people as a part of it, you want to motivate them, you want to give them a better life. And so that often means as the owner, you just have to do unpleasant things, like figure out the Ohio State tax code. Yeah, uh, and the Ohio, <laughs> the Ohio websites, which are not great. <laughs> yeah, so there's like... That's that's just part of it. Sometimes right? you just have to get a cup of coffee and sit down and grind yeah. through it. And just give her, yeah. So that's what we're thinking about with that. Uh, okay, next question. Uh, Dustin asks, how does Meeps ramping up affect Transistor Justin's time? So Meeps is a thing I'm investing in with Josh Anderson. Uh, I don't spend a ton of time on it. It's usually like outside of Transistor time, maybe mm. maybe a couple hours a week. And I'm trying to think of it as an investment slash mentorship. Yeah. Um, from, yeah. From the outside, I think you do talk about it a lot. And it seems, I think it seems like to me and maybe other people that you work on it more than you are. Then I, I am. But, yeah. I don't really, but I don't really know what, I, I don't really quite know what's going on with that either. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I mean, I, the, the one thing I can offer Josh is promotion. And so yeah. to be able to promote it whenever there's something new is uh, part of the value I'm trying to bring. My initial thought with this, it was like testing this out. It was like, okay, if I investing in stuff, what's that like? Like, what's that like to be an investor? And, and I do think it would be difficult to do very many of these because just even like doing the occasional call with him and promoting stuff when it's out, is it's just like, that's enough. I can't, I don't think, I don't know how other angels do that unless it was your full-time thing. Because to give someone truly like a little bit of your time and like go, hey, so, you know, he's at the early stage. Um, yeah, so it's been an interesting test. I don't know if I'll do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's it's just it is enough energy that I I uh, uh, that energy I kind of had to myself where I could like you know after transistor time I was just like finally able to relax that has been kind of taken up by right. this this thing. Well, it seems like it's going pretty well though. Yeah, I mean, there's benefits too about it. I've I've been reading this book Range, which is uh, mm -hmm. kind of this. It's like a, a book that goes against Malcolm Gladwell's outliers uh, and the ten thousand hour rule, meaning it's challenging those assumptions that you know people need to just focus on one thing. Uh, that there's benefit to kind of uh, working on different things because you get kind of this TikTok benefit. And I think there is a bit, there is something about that, like the. Uh, seeing Josh work and then seeing these insights we're getting. And then yeah. we we opened this Discord group and then ended up getting some transistor customers from it. So a lot of these things can be cumulative and can build on each other. Yep. But yeah. there's also just limits to 
<laughs> what, right. what any one person can do. You only have so much time and energy in the day. Yeah, so we'll continue to see how that goes. I'm cheering for him. I, I really like, the the other thing I felt like, you know, once we'd gotten to a, a place of margin was like, how can we share some of this with other people? And I remember when like we wrote a check or you wrote a check to um, this rainforest um, yeah. thing. And for us, it was like a year end decision. Let's do this. And she wrote us back and it was just, she was just so obviously like pleased that we'd done that. And I think at the time, you and I didn't really think about the impact that might have, but for her, it was really encouraging to for us to um, contribute in that way. And I have been thinking about that. Like, how can we use more of our platform and our margin as a company and then me individually? Mm-hmm. How can we, you know, help other people? Yeah, I'm cheering for Josh. It's it's It feels like he's like me, but 10 years younger. I think he is 10 years younger. <laughs> uh, you know, he's got a family and kids and... I'd, I'd really like to see him succeed. Yeah. Uh, okay. So next question is Noah. He's asking, what is the most challenging at Transistor's current stage? Uh, I don't know how to, I don't know how to answer that. Um, here's how I see it. I, I don't know how, how you see it, John, but it, the, a lot of the challenge is in the beginning in, in terms of will this work? You're, you know, John's working full time and he's putting in extra time outside of work in on this. And, you know, uh, I'm getting stretched financially and that's the hard time. You know, if you go Mm -hmm. back in, in the episodes, that's when it's like, that's when it's really tough. I think now, I mean, complacency would be maybe one. You mentioned that. I don't know if that's still, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The early days, I think it's, it's more challenging, but you have a clear goal. The goal, the goal is the goal line's clear. And now it's like, yeah, well, kind of do whatever we want. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's no, there's no clear goal. Like, I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that either. I mean, it's, yeah, I, I think it's, it is difficult to sometimes find motivation every day. Um, there's also, you know, some tricky stuff that comes along with having a certain scale and everything you do and change in the system is going to affect customers who are using it day to day. So you got to keep that in mind. Yeah. As it grows, it's just more and more challenges of, you know, you don't want to make huge changes that would negatively impact people, but you want to communicate those changes and hope people don't get mad at you. Uh, and also, and also like, how do you, yeah, how do you keep it growing at a reasonable clip? I mean, it's, we've talked a bit about this, but it is growing, but it has slowed, but it's at a good place. So even the slow growth is still good. I feel the same way. It It, it is a really odd place to be. And it, in some way, maybe we are, um, in our, a lot of other SaaS businesses that I've watched grow, they always talk about the plateau, like you get to your first plateau Mm -hmm. and usually it's talked about revenue wise, but it can also be motivation and emotional. I'm not sure if (laughs) I, the reason I don't like cliches like that is because 
who knows? Like we we had a plateau when emotional plateau when Trump got elected. <laughs> right. We we had an emotional plateau uh when things in our personal lives got shitty. We had an emotional plateau when um COVID happened. Yeah. And then so the the on that side of things, it's you know, and now we're in a in somewhat of a, a a relational plateau because you and I haven't hung out in uh three years. Uh two, I think. Well two just over two over two years. Two and two years in August, I think. Yeah, which yeah. is just weird to think about, but yeah. <laughs> and so um you know there's that and and i think it also relates to this other question which we got in slack which is ben asks is it fun what excites you about the business and daily work at this point in terms of just the right amount of challenging and i think there was another question that was kind of like yeah what does an ideal day look like once you've made it there we go what do yeah. you do that day and i'll speak for myself i mean a lot since we hit probably about two years ago, maybe even three years ago, since we hit this number, there was part of the initial dream was you and I, and you and I talked about this was like, we want to get to the point where we have margin, where we can have a good life, where we can like, if we want to, we can just take a whole day off. Mm -hmm. If we want to, we can, um, you know, work on this fun project over here. If, if we want to, uh, Justin can argue about climate change on the internet all day. Like those, that there was this, that was part of the dream. Yeah. And let me ask the, you this. Do you, do you think you've done that? I think. <sighs> Cause we got there. I th we got there. And I think in a lot of ways I have, because for example, my parents came to visit. I was just able to go, you know what? I'm going to spend a bunch of time with them and just enjoy them being here. I'm going to be trying yeah. to be as present as I can. And I mean, present for me is still, I'm checking Slack all the time. I'm, uh, yesterday was my 20th anniversary and I was still, I couldn't stop myself. I was still answering customer support right. tickets. Um, but it, I am definitely more grounded and more present and I was on this long walk with my folks and just really enjoying it. And then I realized I had a meeting booked for that day, which I, doesn't happen very often. And I didn't have my phone. And I was like, I'm just going to skip the meeting. And it was, there was, there was this, this feeling of like, what's truly important in my life. And uh -huh. I just decided to make this decision that was like, in my life, I'm, I, want, I want to be here right now. And so I'm going to do this thing, which I would never do before, which is I'm going to skip a meeting. Right. <laughs> and so I think in that sense, um, personally, I've hit a lot of that ideal. Um, how do you feel about in that sense? Do yeah. you feel like you're there or do you? I think so. Maybe not fully, but yeah. I mean, there's, there's days where I'll have slow mornings or early evenings or take two hours during lunch to go for a run or go swimming or something. Um, you know, it's definitely easier to take time off 
Yeah. yeah, I yeah, to a certain extent, I you know I'm not working on other projects on the side, I guess, which is fine with me. I mean, at some point, maybe I wanted to do that, but I think yeah. this is enough for now. I mean, there's you know personal interests and things you can pursue, but yeah, I don't. I, right now, I don't have any desire to start something else. Do you feel like starting another like? Uh, in the past, you've done some big races and stuff like that. I guess, I mean, COVID really kind of limited our options. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'd, I'd love to get, I'd love to do some more races and train for those. Um, you know, it would take up more time. And I think if I did another race, like a marathon or an Ironman or something like that, I would actually get a trainer or have it like join a training group that would probably dedicate more time to it, which mm-hmm. I, you know, would be much easier to do now. Yeah, I, I one thing I will say is that, again, compared to the beginning and compared to, I mean, even, again, go back in the episodes, but when when you and I talked about like our freelancing days and <laughs> the other business things we've done, and when we compare the current state to um, like bad office politics or working yeah. for a toxic boss or whatever, for me, it's a thousand, ten thousand percent better. It yeah, is absolutely. Like, There's none of that, none of that drama. So the dream, I think, is is like when people have that dream, it is a good dream. Um, you know, whether it's it's obviously it's not going to be possible for everybody who tries it, but uh, I do think uh, part of the the thing we've tried to communicate is that these the attempting to build your own SaaS, it is really cumulative with, you know, everything. If you keep trying, if it's something you keep thinking about, the fact that, you know, you have this full-time job and you're still thinking about, like back when you were working for cards mm-hmm. and you're still thinking about like, I got to build something. I got to yeah. build something, you know, like if you <laughs> are the kind of person that has that motivation and you're just like, okay, I'm going to get back on that horse, even though that horse really hurt me last time or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's strange. I've been, I've thought about this lately, where it's you kind of look back, you look back on all the work we've done and the progress we've made, and you sort of like, I don't know. I feel like I blacked out during some of it. It's like, how did we even do this? <laughs> like, so much stuff got done. I don't, I don't remember how <laughs> I did it. Yeah. Or we did it. It was it's just it's bizarre to think about it in that way. We're like, how did I even I don't know, find the time to do that stuff or the or the energy or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like where yeah, like how did we get here? Hey, do you want to start your own podcast? Head over to Transistor and use my coupon, transistor.fm/justin. You'll get 15% off your first year of podcast hosting. Kind of like waking up one day in somebody else's shower. (laughs) (laughs) I was actually going to say, kind of like, it's kind of like waking up one day on a mountain peak and you have no idea how you climbed it. Like, how did I get here? You know, like what, what is, uh, what is this? So, yeah. And, and again, I think the flip side of that is, is, there's still some really exciting stuff to work on with Transistor. Yeah. And the the 
how do you like, once you've hit a certain benchmark, how do you keep that going? And I think part of it is you invite more people in, um, you go back to some other things that initially motivated you. So if it was building product, you get back into product. If, you know, for me, it's connecting with customers. Connecting with customers is like, okay, I'm going to... Um, like I DM'd one of our customers who got, I noticed uh, she got like one of like top, one of the top fitness podcasts on Spotify. Mm-hmm. And so I DM'd her and I said, how did you do this? Like, it was just like, what's going on here? And just the back and forth of hearing how it happened was really encouraging to me. And I was like, okay, I'm going to write that up as a case yeah. study like that. Nice. I got to do that. Another thing that's been fun for me as a dad is I hired my daughter just with my own money to work on this case study and on Gen Z and podcasting. And that was a surprising motivator Uh for me. Just being like, she's just graduated. She has one year of college under her belt. But just like, remember being 18 and you just, your world is so small and getting on the phone with her. And I mean, we had like, honestly, I don't know. Like we just published this article that ended up doing really well. Uh, I can put in the show notes, Gen Z uh, perspective on podcasting. But to get there, like it was hours and hours and hours on the phone with her. It was like reviewing stuff, like reviewing her writing, challenging her on her research. And to realize like, wow, there is so much in (laughs) like explaining RSS, explaining you know, she was like, well, what, what's the problem with Spotify owning everything? Like, I don't get it. Yeah. And, and going, oh, wow. Like, I mean, one, that's just challenging to hear that from somebody else. Like, okay, wow. Like Gen Z really doesn't have the same perspective as I do. Um, so stuff like that, I think it's been interesting to find motivation in this new stage. Uh, but I do, mm-hmm. I do feel like one piece we're missing is that we used to have this like annual or even more more frequent um, meeting up and like mm-hmm. kind of coming back and like grounding and like going on some walks and yeah and, we uh we're trying to find a way to do that yeah yeah a, I a think, time in a, a time in a place and making it safe and yeah and and maybe having our team join us too yeah definitely so. Yeah, that's uh, that's probably an answer to that. AJ asks how has asked John how competitive swimming shaped his work work ethic. <laughs> yeah, this is a good one. Do you know this guy? <laughs> yeah, I know AJ. So we we swam against each other in college uh, in Michigan. Oh, he, was at, he was at a different college than I was, but we swam together. Oh, he was a competition. Swam. Yeah, he was a competition. Uh, <laughs> I haven't talked to AJ in a while, but I know I know he's in software. So, That's hey, cool. AJ, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs> Hope you're doing well. Um, does, do you think, does sports, I'm, I'm one of those, those people who's like cynical about sports because I was never very good at them. Uh, and so when people say, well, it builds teamwork and it builds all that stuff, I'm always like, well, I don't know. But do, do you think it, how, I, how do you I think, think so. it shaped I mean, it, I don't think about it too often, but I, I guarantee it had an impact on my life and how I approach work or how I approach working with people. There's something there. I'm trying to find an answer for it. Uh, 
I mean, there there is something to say for like, there's some parallel to working really hard to get to a goal, right? Which we did with Transistor. We had goals. You know, you're working, you're swimming twice a day, uh, six days a week, basically. So yeah. like four or five hours a day are dedicated to this thing and you're with 20 to 30 other people. Uh, so you're going to become close and you're going to figure out how to support each other and, you know, work through hard practices and hard times. And, yeah, uh, you know, you're, you're tired and you're exhausted and you still have to go to practice, even if you have to wake yeah. up at 530. And then you're working yeah. towards a goal as a, you know, it, individually and as a team, you're trying to, you're basically working up to these large swim meets that are, there's a couple during the year. Um, and then you sort of work really hard, start resting like a week or so ahead of the meet and then give it everything you have. And then yeah, it's over and you've, and you've worked incredibly hard to achieve this one thing. So yeah, it, it absolutely has an effect. I, it's hard to like really quantify it. Yeah. Um, do, do you sometimes miss that? Like that, you know, that, that camaraderie of being in a, a, a group like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, pretty... I mean, I have amazing friends still from college and going back to middle school and high school who I swam with. And I'm still huh. good friends to this day with, you know, maybe 15 or 20 of them. Like, wow. You just, you've spent so much time together that it's, it's kind of hard to get away from that. And yeah. just all inside jokes and just like you've been through so much together that, uh, yeah, I, I definitely miss it. I don't necessarily miss the workout aspect of it. Like there is, yeah. there are times where I'm like, yeah, it'd be great to have a coach who would like really kick my ass and like push me. Yeah. Um, but I also really enjoy going for like a 45 minute swim once or twice a week instead of yeah. six days a week for four hours. Maybe you can solve a, a parenting dilemma I have, <laughs> which is, Sometimes I think back to that kind of stuff, like having to wake up really early to go and, you know, to go to practice or, um, you know, these, these kind of discipline things that are disciplined, but they're also like, you know, let's just take the thing waking up early in the morning. And there's part of me that's like, at this stage in my life, I'm like, I really don't want to get up early anymore, you know? No. Yeah. And, and, and there's part of me, I think also that tells myself like, that stuff's not worth it. You know, like all that, all that rhetoric about pushing yourself and, you know, uh, and, and we hear a lot of this in business porn, like get up at 5 a.m. and, you know, hustle and all that stuff. Yeah. I, I think there is a part of me that thinks that the amount of training we did was actually overkill to some extent. Yeah. And, it, and it's just, you do it because that's what's been done. Like you can, you can parallel to building a startup where, you know, you, oh, you got to work 16 hours a day and mm -hmm. crush, crush yourself to build this thing, which I don't, I don't think that's necessary either. So if I, yeah, if I do come away with something from competitive swimming days, it's that I do not want to wake up at five 30. <laughs> <laughs> but if you had a son or a daughter, would you be pushing them to do this is, that's the, that's the, I wouldn't push crux them. Of my question. I, no, I wouldn't push them. Okay. Uh, if they, you know, I, I started because my friends were doing it and my parents never pushed me to do it. And then I just stuck with it and I really enjoyed it, but I was also hanging out with my friends. Yeah. But it wasn't ever like, you know, you have to do this. We're, we're going to 
make you do this. I mean, they made a huge sacrifice for the amount of time they spent, like bringing me to practice in the morning and driving me to swim meets and like coming to swim meets and like, yeah, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't push them to do it. You know, if they're interested in something, then you can like provide support if they want to do it. But if they quit, that's fine. Yeah. And, and there's not something like intrinsic about the, like, for example, waking up at 530 AM and kind of doing these hard things. Like, I wonder how much of that is necessary for our development. Yeah. I don't, for, <laughs> for me personally, I don't think it was necessary at all because I didn't sleep great in college anyway. Yeah. And I probably would have swam better had I practiced once a day and gotten to sleep in. Got it. I honestly think that. And like, but you can't, when you're on a team with like 30 other people who are also waking up at 530, you can't be the one being like, yeah, I don't want to go. I want to sleep in. Yeah. But there's probably tons of research now that's like, yeah, you probably should just not wake up at 530. It's probably better for you to like get your sleep and like recover. How, how are you sleeping these days, by the way? I sleep all right. Not, you sleeping okay? Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily have a problem falling asleep. Usually it's like I wake up early, too early. Yeah. 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 I'm just wondering, cause we've, we've at various times on the podcast, we've talked about sleep and sometimes you and I are both really struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I've been pretty good lately. It's not been, uh, yeah, that's, uh, it's just interesting thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. There's, there's, there's this, it, it seems that some amount of discomfort and struggle is necessary. Like humans need that. And I'm, I'm trying to discern in my own life and for my kids and even us talking about the show, how, how much of that's necessary and in what form, right? Because some of it can just be self flagellation. I think that's a word. Uh, you know, like flagellation. I don't know. Flagellation? Not, not flagellation. That's farting. <laughs> Fla- flagellation. Oh. Uh, you know, where you're you're kind of making things difficult um, unnecessarily. Right. I don't know if it has to be. I mean, it has to be a challenge, I suppose. And there's got to be a reward for that challenge, which is, yeah, I guess the challenge is, you know, in swimming terms, you're, you're, the challenge is like working really hard for these goals you want to set for yourself, like, you know, certain times you want to swim. Yeah. Um, so I think some of it's, I don't know, self, self-motivation. And I don't know how you, I don't know how you teach that. Yeah. How can you, <laughs> how can you impart it? Except maybe to allow yourself, if you're going through this yourself or allow your kids or whoever you're trying to help the freedom to explore and to try a bunch of things. And then when they get really into interested in swimming, just support them so that, yeah. you know, that they can do it. Cause it, it does seem we're, we're willing to do hard things and go through hard things when we're motivated there's a flip side to that too, which is sometimes we can unnecessarily go, go make things difficult or go through uh, unnecessarily difficult things in order to achieve something. Right. Yeah. I don't know the answer to any of that, but that's it's interesting to think about. Yeah. Uh, okay. Any, was there any other questions here that we should go talk about? 
Do you think growing slowly and steadily as a bootstrap company increases the risk of failure if you're not worried about runway? If well, if you're not worried about runway, no. Like if you're if you can grow slow and steady, then yeah, I think that's fine. It seems like the thing that affects most people is in the beginning. You know, until you get to some level of profitability, and not just profitability, but like get to a level where you're making a good personal income, um, that's the hard part. Mm-hmm. But if you can grow slow and steady, then yeah, I think I think that's I think that's fine. Yeah, you'll grow slow and steady, and then at some point you'll be at where you want to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, all right. Yeah, so I think. That's probably good for questions. That was, yeah. that was good to have stuff to talk about. Yeah, some rapid fire internet questions. Yeah. I mean, some of them were, we answered longer than others, but that's, that's good. If you have follow-up questions for us, reach out uh, on Twitter or uh, by email. We've got some links in the show notes. Um, yeah, so why don't we just end by talking a little bit about what we're working on. We, we mentioned some of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just published this case study. Well, my daughter published this case study on Gen Z and podcasting. Um, and yeah, that's that's definitely worth checking out. Working on customer case studies. So if you go to transistor.fm slash customers, you'll be able to see all of these case studies that uh, that of just customers and how they're using Transistor. Part of the idea there is to eventually, and actually... This, this is one of the ideas that came from Jason, is he was like, you know, we should really have more um, examples of like podcasts for churches, podcasts for fitness bloggers, um, things that people might be searching for that we could rank for. And I, I was like, oh, you know what? This would be a good fit for something I've wanted to do for a while, which is creating individual case studies for our customers. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it has this benefit of like, if you search Ali Abdal podcast, now maybe Transistor will show up, um, you know, in terms of his show. And we can also promote his show and point to what he's doing. But we could also do, I could do a case study on how churches are using podcasting. And then we would start ranking for that as well. So working on that. And we have a integration with Descript that's coming out. That's It's already live, which is... It's out. Yeah, it's out. It's live in Descript. Yeah, we we built the integration part of it on our end a couple months ago, but they had uh, um, kind of tested in their app and and then finally released a version that links back to Transistor. So I don't know how many of our customers use Descript, but it is pretty nifty. You know, it allows you to basically create an episode almost with one click that imports your audio and your transcript. Yeah, and and um, they've actually been really fun to work with in terms of integrations because um, we've done other integrations, but this one they wanted from the beginning to like have this as a partnership. So mm-hmm. they have uh, they're gonna you know promote it on their side, and we're going to promote it on our side. And they even had like a document that we worked on together with like here are the things we're gonna talk about. Here's the um, Here's a video that Justin's going to make. It should kind of cover this stuff. Uh, and I've actually done a series of videos now for Descript. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was, that was a, a neat one. And now we're actually in uh, this desktop client yeah. that they have. And that's fun. 
And it's also a, a tool I really like. So it feels like a perfect kind of partnership where yeah, they absolutely. handle the recording and editing. And now we've got this thing that goes straight to Transistor. Yeah, they, they seem like good people. That's live right now. And we'll be talking about it soon. And then dynamic audio insertion keeps yeah. trucking along. This is the big one that yeah Jason and I have been working on. Pretty much done and ready for people to test uh, with pre-roll and post-roll audio and dynamic show notes. Yeah, it was uh, it was a fun project. Jason kind of rewrote yeah. our audio processing pipeline so that it's much more flexible and we can kind of piece together stuff pretty easily. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited to get this into people's hands and see how they use it and how they can break it. <laughs> <laughs> how we can fix it. <laughs> oh man. Uh, that yeah, that's and one of the cool use cases for this, and I've already made a, one video on this, which is if you have an old podcast that you haven't touched in a while, you can create these updates that go, you know, uh, go out. And um, so I have this old podcast called Build and Launch that I recorded a post a a pre-roll and a post-roll for saying, hey, it's Justin talking to you from the future and now I'm doing Transistor. You should go check it out. And so it was cool to be able to use this old asset that I had that was sticking around that still has yeah, that's cool. episodes. And then I <laughs> I saw your, uh, you, had, you had deployed this idea of uh, dynamic content in show notes and I got really excited about it. I'm like, oh, I should use this on product people, this old podcast I used to do. But then I spent this week, I spent two days going through all th through my old show notes to kind of get it ready. Like I wanted to like sanitize my show notes on yeah. product people and just end up spending way too much time on it. <laughs> and I got, I got through like 30 episodes because I was like, I want to put this dynamic prefix and post fix like content before the show notes and after the show notes. But I really want to clean up the show notes, you know, like I right. imported them a long time ago and... And so, and I also was like, it feels like there might be old links in there that are go to scammy sites and mm -hmm. stuff. So I spent way too much time on that. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to use it on uh, product people with the dynamic show notes. Because, yeah, it's a cool way to go. Like, hey, if you're listening to this in 2021 or 2022, this is, you know, things have changed since you've heard this. Yeah. And uh, I, I think a lot of people have old shows that you know that they haven't updated in a long time. Yeah, definitely. such a great way. And I've already had people say, "I'm I've been listening to old episodes," and they're like, "What the heck? Like, how is Justin speaking to me from 2021? You know, this is weird." <laughs> weird time machine. <laughs> yeah, we do have quite a bit more more to work on uh, that's going to come after we test. We you know plans for mid rolls and uh, campaign scheduling and stuff like that. Yeah, it, and this is all a path to. It's a path to a lot of things, but we will be competing with Megaphone uh, and products like that, but we are going to be the, the simpler version of that. Uh, a lot of these tools are very complex, and they include ad marketplaces and uh, geographic targeting and time-based targeting. We really want to yeah, make I hope, it simple. I hope we're, yeah, I hope we're like a good a good product for like 90% of people or 95 or whatever. Even, even 80%. I take 80. Yeah. 80 is good. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, oh, and another thing I've been thinking about is we've talked about this for a long time, but, and I'll put the link in the show notes, but building a community for pro, uh, podcasters. So a yep. lot of our competitors have Facebook groups, uh, which never felt like a good fit for us. Uh, in fact, we just had a customer come to us because they, <laughs> a competitor invited them to a Facebook group and they're like, nah, <laughs> yeah. and they bounced that day. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and came to us. Um, and so, yeah, we have a little kind of beta group going. Um, and right now it, it just invites you to a dis, uh, uh, Discord group. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we're going to test that out and um, see if we can make that work. Um, but that's something I've been thinking about. Community, I think, has been very helpful for us. You know, we've tapped members of the XOXO community, members of the Chicago community, members of the Megamaker community. Um, and I think creating a place for podcasters that's kind of sponsored by Transistor might have some really good effects. So, uh, but on the other hand, it's difficult. Like it's not easy to foster that sense of community and actually have it be useful, you know? Right. So, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure that out. Um, and even having done it before, I think it's, it's challenging to think, how can we get this right and actually make it like a place that's helpful? But um, yeah, we're trying it out. So if you're interested in that, check out the link in the show notes. Anything else we should talk about? Uh, I don't know. I think that might be it. Do you, do you, do you want to do the shout outs for the Patreons? We haven't done that in a while. I know. Let's do it. Yeah, thanks. Thanks as always to everyone on Patreon for supporting us and letting us support other creators, other makers and builders and creators. And yeah. Yeah. So we have Mitch uh, Harris Kenny from the Intro to CRM podcast, Oleg Kulik, uh, Violette du Genevieve. Pretty good take, French there. Yeah, not bad for <laughs> someone who doesn't speak French. <laughs> the, the Take It EV podcast, Ethan Gunderson, Diogo, Chris Willow, Borja Soler, Ward Sandler, Eric Lima, James Sowers, Travis Fisher, Matt Buckley, Russell Brown, Evandro Sassy, Predyumna Schimbecker, Noah Prail, Colin Gray, Josh Smith, Ivan Kirkovic, Shane Smith, Austin Loveless, Simon Bennett, Michael Sidber, Paul Jarvis, and Jack Ellis, uh, my brother Dan Buda. Hey, Dan. Darby Frey, Samori Augusto, Dave Young, Brad from Canada, Sammy Schuchert, Mike Walker, Adam Devander, Dave Junta. Junta! And Kyle Fox from GetRewardful.com. Thanks, everyone. And we got to do this more often. So yeah, we probably we'll, should. We'll be back. <laughs> Stay tuned. Podcast hosting is provided by Transistor.fm. They host our MP3 files, generate our RSS feed, provide us with analytics, and help us distribute the show to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. If you want to start your own podcast or you want to switch to Transistor, go to Transistor.fm slash Justin and get 15% off your first year.